Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The Greenville Oaks Church of Christ seeks all who need Jesus and together are becoming His fully devoted followers, encouraging and equipping people to love God, love people, and serve others in an ever-growing way of life. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with student minister Wes Raspberry. T-minus. We've been in this series called Launching Disciples. And today is called T-minus. This is what they say as the final countdown begins. All the preparations, all the, all the work, all the calculations are done. T-minus, 10 seconds. You're cleared for go. You're cleared for launch. And, and I don't know about you, but if I were in that control center, in that control room, I would be so nervous. I'd be sweating bullets. Um, I'd probably be on my knees praying, hoping, wishing, because I can't do anything else, right? All the preparations are done. And I know that those what-if questions would, would creep into my mind. What if we should have run the math again? What if the engineers forgot something? What if this doesn't end well? What if the rocket doesn't launch? I think this, this idea is extremely fitting for today. This, our Senior Sunday. Because we're preparing to launch this group of seniors into whatever's next. And we want to be a church that launches them well. We want to be families that launch them well. But at some point, all the preparation has to be done and we have to launch them. T minus. And maybe it's not 10 seconds, but it's something like 10 weeks. T minus. One of my favorite parts about Senior Sunday is that we get to hear from our seniors. We get to hear from a handful of them today. And I love this because they've prepared their own message, their own words. They've spent time writing this out and practicing it, maybe in front of their own families. But church, as we prepare to listen to each of these seniors, I want you to listen intently to how they've been prepared Listen to the work that's been done in their life. Listen to the preparation that's happened from their, their parents, from their families, from their friends and their groups, from their small group leaders, from people sitting next to you in this very room. I want to invite Jillian Mims, our first speaker, to come up. Good morning, church. <laughs> Many of you might know who I am, but for those who don't, I am Jillian Mims. I'm the oldest daughter of Mark and Laura Mims, and by extension, a child of this church family. I was raised in this building. Much of my childhood was spent watching this church community grow. I was here before we added the back hallway, the offices, the teen center. I remember when Mr. Hale and another group of volunteers painted um, the nursery and the children's center, redid the tree house and all of the back classrooms. I remember walking into those rooms and being like, this does not look like the same building. (laughs) 
I remember when we opened a preschool here and my mom got the opportunity to be one of the first teachers and both of my younger sisters went through the program. I remember children's musicals and small group get-togethers, Super Bowl parties, Sunday school, and intense games of volleyball outback, for most of which I was a spectator. <laughs> I remember people, many of whom have had a profound impact on my life. My family, Mr. Maxey, Talitha Eicher, Miss Marty, Greg Pirtle, Martin Tucker, the Craziers, the Mejias, and many, many more including those who are not in this room today. Because God has led them elsewhere on their faith journeys, and I would like to thank them as well. Each and every one of them, as well as all of you, have taught me lessons which have prepared me for this new season of life. I am about to leave this church and move a whole 45 minutes away to do a little bit of growing up. There are pieces of me scattered across this building, even though I'm leaving. There's a handprint on the wall in the Faith Finder's room and a specific shade of turquoise I was rather obsessed with when I was little, which has since been painted over. <laughs> and um, there's probably a couple things in Lost and Found that I've forgotten about. But as much as I'm leaving behind here, much of this church will be traveling with me. My memories and the lessons, and, uh, lessons on life and of God's love that y'all have given me the love of God that you have instilled in my heart and inspired within me will all be traveling with me to Denton and hopefully will touch a few people while I'm there. You all have planted a seed in me, and now it's up for me to water it, nurture it, and allow God's light to let it grow. Thank you, Greenville Oaks, for raising me in faith and in love and for setting me up to leave with a head on my shoulders and a hand on my back. Thank you. Hello, Greenville Oaks. My name is Joshua Wood, and I'm excited to be speaking in front of you all today. My family and I have been going to this church my entire life, and every year I've waited to be up here in front of all of you. Now that I'm up here, it's a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. I've always listened to speeches in the past from former seniors and would think to myself, that was a good line. I should probably use that when I'm a senior. Unfortunately, I never wrote any of those down, so these will actually have to be my words. Again. My family and I have been attending this church my entire life and have been involved in numerous activities throughout the years of being members here. Some of my favorite and earliest memories are when I'd always wave to my dad when he was talking on stage when asked to speak on Sunday mornings. Also an early memory is when my mom would decide to uh, tell stories about me in her third grade class and people got to know me a little bit deeper, but I'd also like to thank her for doing that because the people that came to talk to me about what my mom had to say like Colton Mowry and Rob Owen, are people that I can talk about anything at any time. To those who know me may realize that my hair is not normally this color. Wiley's baseball is currently in the fourth round of the state tournament, so I'm apologizing now if you catch yourself looking at my hair or asking yourself why I would do this. Now, I'm not the only player on the team with hair that is a little too blonde. In fact, there's about 20 players, not including our manager and announcer, that decided to discolor their hair. Our coach refers to the players as a brotherhood. We are a group of guys who are all bought into something, willing to do whatever it takes for each other. That also describes what I have here at Greenville Oaks. 
I have a congregation that is bought into God's plan and are willing to do whatever it takes to spread the word of God to those in need. I have unfortunately missed some church services and youth group events because of baseball, but whenever I were to miss, I would receive text messages from both the students and adults who wish I was there and missed seeing me that day. I'd like to thank Jim Smith for cutting out articles from the newspaper and giving them to me when I would play well enough to be newsworthy. Some people, like Greg Pirtle, Lenny Mowry, Cecily Stewart, and Sam Nicholson have even gone out of their way to come to my games and watch me play just to show that I was not another face in the crowd. Just a heads up, we will be playing Midlothian at DBU in case any of y'all would like to come and attend. And uh, because of the connection that I've formed here, I, liked, I wanted to get more involved in this church. This led me to participate in more events like Kadish, teaching class on Sunday mornings, being a counselor for kids camp, and much, much more. By getting involved, I began to develop relationships with students and adults that allowed me to deepen my faith. Because of this church, I'm confident in who I am as a Christian. My actions have been put into question by my peers because following the way of the truth and the light is not always viewed as cool to other high schoolers. I'm aware of the diversity of the college of my choice, the University of Texas at Dallas, and I'm aware that I will be questioned on my faith, but honestly, I'm excited. There will be so many people there that do not know Jesus, and because of this church, I am ready and prepared to spread the greatness of God's word to my peers. This church has done so much to prepare me for the upcoming chapters of my life. I'd like to thank everyone here for making this a special place. This church is where I've been raised to become the person I am today, a proud Christian who, in the words of the great Colin Packer, is ready to love God, love people, and serve others. Luke 18, 18 through 30. A ruler asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. However, to answer your question, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not lie. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I have kept since I was young. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and distribute to the poor. Then come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, It is very difficult for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who can be saved? Jesus said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Then Peter said, How about us? We have left all that we had and followed you. Jesus replied, Anyone who has sacrificed their house or family or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will get back much more in this life and in eternal life. When I first read this verse, this is what I heard. Just do it. Come, follow me. Then I interpreted the story to mean, Leave behind the life you knew before, all the comfort and all you've ever known for the sake of the kingdom. You won't regret it. Follow me. It will be worth it. This was the beginning. 
This is when I realized I wasn't going to do the same things as my peers. Attending a university in the fall just wasn't going to be my story. Instead, I'm taking a gap year where I will be spending three months in Romania, three months in Guatemala, and three months in Ecuador with the Adventures and Missions World Race Program, where my team and I will be sharing the love of Jesus and serving others. After I decided to follow the plan the Lord has for my heart, I quickly realized that Satan has a plan for me too. By using fear, he keeps attempting to convince me to stay in my comfort zone. Sometimes fear and anxiety keeps us from making a decision. We know what we want to do, but this tiny bit of fear keeps us from stepping out in faith. Remember, fear is not from God. God is your parachute, your safety net, and with him, you will not fall. When you're at work or at school, the Spirit is going to call you into a deeper relationship by leading you to talk to others about Jesus. Maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a neighbor or a family member. Don't let fear control you. This week, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by Jesus. Step out of the mainstream worldly living. I know the feeling of overwhelming fear, but I also know the power of my hope in Jesus Christ. If you need encouragement to step out in your walk with Christ, to truly follow him, this is what the church is about. When I was gripped by fear and questioning my path, my church friends, including my mentors, Nikki Atterbury and Lisa Lee, prayed over me. And they are still encouraging me and praying for me because they know that Satan never stops his constant bullying. This is why you need the church around you. And this is the value of being involved. When Satan seems to have power over you, leaving you feeling defenseless, you have people to stand beside you, lifting you up, reassuring you with the truth of Jesus. Over the next year, you can follow my journey around the world through my blog at emilypatton.theworldrace.org. I hope my blog will encourage you to follow Jesus and his calling for your life. Because if I can do it, you can too. Good morning. My name is Lucas Vogt. I am the son of Todd and Candace Vogt. Um, And as I was preparing for today, I had a few questions that I wanted to answer. One, who has helped me at this church to create a path for me? Who has specifically had an impact on my life and things that I do? And how will I go forward from today different because of these people? But before I get to those specific people, I want to acknowledge something. There are those of you in the crowd who I may never have spoken to. I may never have interacted with you or done any activities with you, and that's okay. But I want to know that you're a part of my story. There is a culture at this church. Everyone here lays the foundation for it. If you've smiled at me in the hallway, if you've held the door open, if you have been kind, you are helping to lay the foundation for this culture. For this culture in which I can ask a question and not be afraid, when I can grow in my faith 
and be confident doing it. There are those who have served me specifically and helped me in my walk. First is youth volunteers. If you bring a meal, thank you. If you drive us around, thank you. Those small things are showing the love of Christ to all the students, and we appreciate it, whether or not we say so. Wes and Kylie, thank you so much for being the youth ministers that I've always wanted. You are committed to making former to forming followers of Christ, and you have loved each student as your own. Thank you. Larry and Kelsey Fox, you guys have been such a big part of my life. You've welcomed me into your home and loved me like your own. I cannot imagine these high school years without you guys. Thank you. My mom and dad, thank you for letting me grow up in a Christ-centered home. Your constant love and support has been more than I could ever ask for, and I'm so thankful to have grown up in the home I did. There are special adults who I've maybe been in small groups with or I've stayed at their house. These men and women have impacted me in a way that I will move forward from today different. Greg Pirtle, Scott Nicholson, Martin Tucker, Jesse Lee. These men have not only impacted me, but changed my views, helped me to form my own opinions on things, and I'm truly thankful for their impact in my life. Moving forward from today, I will keep in mind these relationships, these encounters and experiences. While I can't take Larry with me in my suitcase to college, even though I'm sure he'd love to come, (laughs) um, I will be able to take the lesson and experience I've had with him and other adults to college, to other people, and to the rest of my life. Thank you. Yo, why are you so tall? Um, (laughs) Hello, my name's Lillian Kent, and I'm the daughter of Justin and Patricia Kent. And I will be telling a little bit of my story for you guys, those that don't know me. There are many factors that contributed to getting me where I am today. In the past three years, many things have changed in my life. A new country, new culture, new friends, a new dad. But when I moved here, I had a really hard time accepting some of these changes, and I struggled to realize that God had something amazing planned for me. I refused to look beyond the things I lost, and I struggled to get let go of the past. It wasn't until we moved to McKinney and started attending Greville Oaks that my journey to finding myself truly began. Being a part of this church has opened so many doors for me, or at least it led me to the doors so I could see my true path. This church gave me new and stronger roots, new and amazing friendships, leaders that have helped me in ways beyond words, and I found here everything I ever looked for in a church. It was through this place that I found healing for my deepest and darkest wounds. My faith is now stronger than ever. And I can finally see more clearly what God's plans are for me. And even when I can't, I know now how to trust. By being part of this community, by looking up to my mom, seeing how she lives her life, looking at her strength, through healing and through God's unconditional love, I became the best version of myself. Almost two years ago, we were looking for a new church. 
And Justin, who I am now proud to call my dad, typed the address of a church that wasn't this one. We got here and noticed that it was the wrong place, but we were the wrong ones. This is the right place. This is where we were meant to be at. One of my best friends who walked with me through so much and helped me so much once said to me, as I expressed how scary this next step was, she said, girl, if God has brought you to the church you were meant to be at, why do you think he would stop there? That's how it'll be for your whole life. And she is so right. As I go to college and follow this next part of my journey, I rest my fears in God's hands and trust that just as he has done in every other thing of my life, I will fulfill my purpose and I will end up where I belong. I love getting to hear our students share um, and, and lead in part of service. Um, truly, that's my favorite part of today. That's my favorite part of student ministry, watching um, the students that we get to work with lead different parts. We're going to transition to a time where we gift and give each of our seniors a Bible. And while we hope that this gift is a practical gift, we want them to have a Bible when they go to college. We hope it's practical, but more than that, we hope that it's a symbolic gift. As we've been talking about in this series, this Launching Disciples series, we've we've referenced this statistic over and over, that one in two students, after they graduate high school, will drift from faith. Church, I'm not okay with that statistic. I'm not okay upholding that. So seniors, as we give you these Bibles, we hope this is a symbol that we want faith to go with you. We want faith to stick with you. We want you to bring that faith with you, that Bible, wherever you go. We don't want it to stay in this place. We don't want it to stay at your home. We don't want it to stay with your parents. We want you to take it with you. We want your faith to stick. So we're going to call each each student's name and seniors when your name is called, if you will come up. Um, Church, I would ask that you hold your applause um, to the end of service, please. Davis Arnold, son of Wade and Amber Arnold, will be graduating from Allen High School and attending ACU to study engineering and computer science. Lillian Blaschek Kent, daughter of Justin and Patricia Kent, will be graduating from McKinney High School, attending Abilene Christian University and studying political science. Wiley Eicher, son of Matt and Talitha Eicher, will be graduating from McKinney High School, attending trade school in Colorado for welding or automotive. Braden Haskett, son of Brad and Tracy Haskett, will be graduating from Allen High School, going into the Marine Corps Reserve at Sam Houston University, studying criminology. Ethan Maxey, son of Mark and Tammy Maxey, will be graduating from Plano East Senior High, going to Texas A&M Commerce, studying music education. Jillian Mims, daughter of Mark and Laura Mims, will be graduating Heritage High School, going to University of North Texas and studying English. Emily Patton, daughter of Anthony and Cheryl Patton, will be graduating from Allen High School, going to missions for a gap year and studying interior design afterwards. Lucas Vogt, son of Todd and Candace Vogt, will be graduating from Plano Senior High School, attending Abilene Christian University and studying Bible.
Joshua Wood, son of John and Stephanie Wood, will be graduating from Wiley East High School, playing baseball at University of Texas at Dallas, and studying accounting. We want to invite um, the families of these seniors to come, and uh, we've also asked, yeah, if y'all would go ahead and make your way at this time. We've also asked uh, one of our shepherds, who also happens to be the proud parent of one of these graduating seniors, um, to lead us in our shepherd's prayer, um, and then we'll close our service in a benediction. What a good-looking group of kids, huh? It's very exciting to see these folks launch off and see what God will do through them in the coming years. Would you bow with me in prayer? Oh God, this morning we bow before you as you are the giver of life. You are the maker of time. and You are the lover of all people. We gather this morning knowing today, like any other day, you caused the sun to rise, and this evening it will set. Today, time is as it has been since the beginning. Yet, God, today is not like any other day. Today is a special moment in time. In this moment, we ask you to bless these seniors as they pass from this time to what lies ahead. God, we, the family and friends of these young people, hold them before you this morning and thank you for faithfully guiding them through the challenges and joys of all their time in school. We thank you for granting them the focus and the endurance it has taken for them to arrive at this very moment. God, we know that you are the creator of all the knowledge and all the understandings these young people have mastered, and we thank you for giving them the curiosity and the determination to pursue that knowledge. You have blessed each of these soon-to-be graduates with teachers and coaches, with a great preacher and a great youth minister, a fantastic youth group, friends and neighbors, and especially grandparents and parents who have prepared them for this next stage of life, for this moment. God, thank you for surrounding these young people with so many who have loved and cared for them. God, this morning we also pray for tomorrow. As their graduation is near, we know a new door is opening to a new time. As you have protected and provided for them in the past, we call upon you, Lord, to guide them into the future. Give them a clear sense of your calling and your purpose in their life and in the coming months and years, as these young people deliberate over life-changing decisions, may they seek and find your guidance. And when they do, oh God, would you give them courage to follow your leading? God, we celebrate their academic success. We ask you to open their eyes to their responsibility to use their knowledge for the sake of the world. Empower them to help set our world right once again and give them the compassion for all who struggle in difficulty and in darkness and in fear. 
And finally, God, fill them with gratitude, fill them with humility, fill them with overwhelming love. And through them, God, may your kingdom come in all the corners of your world where you will send them. Seniors, I want you to look at me and I want to read a passage of scripture over you that God's people have used as a blessing for millennia. Comes from number six. Seniors, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the church says. I want to close our time um, echoing the prayer of Paul to the church in Ephesus. And church, if, if you feel comfortable and would like to, um, feel free to reach out a hand as we, um, and, and say it with me as we use this as our, our benediction and blessing over um, their se- these seniors and their families. We want to be a church that launches them well. Amen. So, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you in your walk to find real significance in Jesus. Make sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.